With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption and logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com slash insights. How bad Tinder relationship started Bumble. I'm Samuel Donner. This podcast is Finding Founders and you are listening to our mini series, Founder Wisdom. In this series, we'll dive into how Bumble started and we'll distill advice from Diane Prince, who basically tells founders how to have good relationships with each other and how to successfully launch their companies and hire. Then we'll show you how we are applying that knowledge ourselves. I'm Diane Prince, and I have been an entrepreneur for over 25 years. Now I help founders. I realized that there were a lot of business consultants and coaches who had never actually had the experience of founding businesses. And that made me really curious. I thought, well, would you hire a swim instructor who had never jumped in the pool? This is the point in my career where I decided to coach and consult. And I also love building scalable businesses. I want to walk you through a founder relationship that didn't go so well and kind of ask you some questions about maybe how it could have been handled better. Okay. So there's these four founders, Whitney Wolf, Sean Rad, Jonathan Bedeen, and Justin Mateen. And they met at this thing called Hatch Labs before co-founding a little company called Tinder together. Have you heard of that, that company? <laughs> I, have, I have. Yes. Yes. I'm familiar. Okay. So... It started off well, right? Like they're 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 creating like an awesome new app that's going to change the dating game. But in the process of creating a dating app, two of the co-founders started dating themselves. So Whitney and Justin started dating on and off um, in February 2013, and like soon after they started dating, it turned like verbally abusive and controlling, and it ended about a year after it started. And so first question in this story is like, is it ever a good idea for founders to date each other? It seems like it's just rife with things that could go wrong. Well, my first co-founder was my husband. I also (laughs) divorced my (laughs) co-founder during a different iteration of of business. So I would say yes and, and no. It depends. What are the pros and cons? Okay, well, what I believe is the most the most important thing in finding a co-founder is that the business has to be a vehicle for each individual who's who's involved in it to get what they want out of their life. So, I'll give you an example from my personal experience and in my first business, my co-founder who was my husband We were both very driven by building the company and we had similar goals on the outcome of the company. However, in a, in a different business that we had, we had, we had different goals. You know, we ended up getting, getting divorced. It can definitely go sour. Well, in the case of this relationship, uh, it definitely went south. It didn't go well. Um, Whitney said she like experienced discrimination and sexual harassment and just like a few examples. 
So her co-founder status was revoked because the other five founders thought five founders was too many founders. And this is like an actual quote that it was slutty for a woman to be a co-founder of a hookup app like Tinder. And so just like terrible things across the board. And then Justin, who was dating Whitney, like was sending nasty and like jealous texts during work. So just a terrible, terrible work environment. And ultimately she was forced to resign from Tinder. And like Tinder did the whole like song and dance of uh, denying any wrongdoing. And Justin was actually, he faced some consequences. He was suspended and eventually resigned. And the lawsuit was settled for about a million dollars. After the lawsuit was settled, Whitney still faced like intense online harassment, murder threats from strangers. She's just like in a really bad place. And so what she starts thinking, she's like, okay, like the lawsuit was settled. We have a little bit of money in the bank. This sucks, but maybe some good can come out of this trauma. And so what she did, she started sketching out a woman-only social network called Mercy, spelled M-E-R-C-I, probably, you know, what she needed a little bit of at this time. And it would focus on positivity, right? And she started, like, getting some ideas from, like, people in her network about, like, hey, is this a good idea? And she ended up receiving an email out of the blue from this guy, Andre Andreev, founder of this online dating network called Bamboo. And they wanted her to, like, they wanted her on as a CMO. But Whitney's like, no way. I'm not for hire. I'm starting a company. What she started doing is she started pitching Andre for her idea with Mercy. And uh, he actually liked the idea of this woman-centric social brand. But he's like, Whitney, maybe you should stick to your forte, which is the dating sector. And so I'm wondering, like, what do you think about that advice? Like, should uh, aspiring founders stick to what they know and are familiar with, especially like, you know, with a, a company like Tinder that was so successful, or should they expand and broaden the horizons? I have been in so many different kinds of businesses that for me, what I learned is that building businesses is my passion. But that said, most of my businesses that I've built have been in the recruiting space. And I'm actually now, and I thought I'd never really go back to that. And I branched out and helped work with other founders in different businesses. And now I'm going back to helping people to learn how to hire the right people, how to fire the wrong ones and how to manage their people so that they can get what they want out of their businesses. So I am going full circle in, into that. Yeah, maybe stick with what you know. I mean, obviously there there is something to be said about expanding your horizons, but maybe like expand and then contract and hunker down and apply the lessons that you learn away from your main thing to the main thing. And so Andre is seeing this, like he's seeing this idea bubble up and, and thinking that she should stick to the dating sector. And what he wanted to do is he wanted to pair Whitney's marketing talents with the resources at his disposal, mainly $10 million that he was about to invest. And with that $10 million, the app, the dating app called Bumble was born. Overnight, it, it seems to become a success. It went live in December 14. It garnered over 100,000 downloads in its first month. And she claims that like the secret ingredient is, and this is a, as a quote from her, she said, she always wanted to have the scenario where the guy didn't have my number, but I had his. And that's what they decided Bumble would do. And that was kind of the like aha moment for her. And so that is kind of the story of how Bumble started. And I'm curious to know, like in your experience, when do you know when you have that aha moment? 
Well, I think there's lots of brilliant ideas and I don't, you know, but I do think when you know when you have it, because things seem easy. Now, I'm not saying that the life of an entrepreneur is easy or building a company is never easy, but it's just, it, you just know it when people, first of all, I'm big on monetizing. So that's one way you know it when people actually start paying for the thing. When people, people start using it, there's nothing like that feeling when you just get in the groove and you've got your product market fit. You just, you just know it. Yeah. And in terms of where you are today with, with your company and your consulting, tell me about a little bit about, about where you are and, and where people can find you. Yeah, sure. So I am at, my website is dianeprince.co. And right now I'm building out a program called Total Team Makeover. And in my program, so I've I've taken a lot of different iterations. Like I loved what you said about Whitney and being a CMO and her experience from that and dating apps. So I'm taking all of my experience and over two decades of experience building businesses and I'm teaching founders how to get out of being overwhelmed by having the right team because the people in your team are, are absolutely the most important thing to building your business. And also knowing when you have the right people, are you actually, how are you managing them? And I've learned a lot of that from experience. So my program is at totalteammakeover.com, but all the information to people can find me on dianeprince.co. So remember to look at the people on your team and question, where do you fit into that? What are your strengths and how can you focus in on them? And let us know how you are using this piece of founder wisdom.